You are listening to Golden Voices. My name is Rob Caldor and it's my privilege to dive deep into the world of Montefiore. In some episodes, we'll talk with the amazing residents who hail from a variety of backgrounds and all walks of life. We will also speak to aged care professionals who graciously share their expertise, offering invaluable advice on how we all can age well and remain independent as long as possible. And that's what we're doing today. We speak with Henry Chien. Henry is a General Manager, Allied Health Business Services at Montefiore. Henry, what is Allied Health? Allied Health are trained medical professionals and we support the holistic care of our residents within the home. So physiotherapists, occupational therapists, speech pathologists, dietitians, dental hygienists, we have an array of Allied Health that come into the home but also support within the home the holistic care of our residents in their medical care. So you support the ongoing health of the residents here? Yes. How long have you been at Montefiore? About 16 years. Okay. That's a very long innings. What's your original training in? So my background was originally as a physiotherapist. And I know aged care is not the most in vogue kind of area of health. But for me, working in various different hospital settings, I think the benefits of working in aged care is that we actually work with residents a lot more long term. So where I've worked in intensive care, as soon as the patient stabilised, they're whisked off the ward and you never see or hear from what happened to that patient. Whereas in aged care, you have that continuum of care where you can actually work with the residents, really get to know them and what motivates them. And for me, I've really learned a lot from a lot of the residents I've worked with over the years and learned from them as well as benefit from learning from myself. And it's through that partnership that I've really valued the working relationships I've developed over the years. We often see physios and other allied professionals when something happens, when we're injured, for example. But how important is exercise in promoting active ageing? I did a bit of research into, I guess, what we term active aging. The World Health Organization defines it as the process of optimizing opportunities for health, participation and security in order to enhance the quality of life as people age. In terms of exercise, it is paramount in promoting active aging. Humans are designed to move and it becomes even more important as we age. There are numerous studies out there to support that exercise is important for our physical as well as mental well-being. More recently, during the peak of COVID and the lockdowns that we all experienced, this was very evident in how it affected all our physical and mental well-being. So finding the right activity that is right for you. And security, so people having the confidence and not feeling judged or not being in the right setting to be able to engage in these opportunities to enhance their life. For me, I thought it's like if you've never done gym ever in your life and it's the first time you're stepping into a gym, it can feel really daunting and you might not be comfortable in that setting. Whereas just going for a walk around the block or doing Tai Chi for beginners, that might be a bit more comfortable mm-hmm. kind of setting for yourself. When I thought about the mental well-being side of things, even though I'm a physiotherapist, I do really respect the role that psychology plays. There's some amazing work by an American psychologist by the name of Dr. Martin Seligman, who worked in the field of positive psychology. And he came up with a really interesting well-being model. It's an acronym called PERMA, P-E-R-M-A. P stands for positive emotions. So people are happier when they do more things that make them feel good. So I think that's really important as one ages to actually find things that are meaningful for themselves. They also need to engage. So engagement is E. When doing something that challenges us, it focuses us to be more in the moment. If you think back, have you been ever involved in an activity where 
you were in the zone and you were just in the flow state. So that's what they mean by engagement. R stands for relationships. So it's really important that we assess the quality and depth of our relationships. As they say in the modern world, despite the increase in connectedness, there is now a lack of meaningful depth to a lot of our relationships as we get lost in the busyness of the modern world. In terms of lacking vulnerability and emotional courageousness in actually being able to talk about the real world things. M stands for meaning. So do we find meaning and purpose in the activities that we engage in? We need to find something that we feel connected with, but also makes us feel good. And having a sense of accomplishment. Are we setting realistic goals for ourselves? Are we doing things that we feel proud of when we challenge ourselves? And this all contributes to our overall mental and physical well-being. So Seligman's PERMA model is relevant to everyone listening but it's not just about residents of an aged care facility walking on a sunny day versus walking on a treadmill for example they're very two different experiences and as you said it's a holistic kind of whole body whole mind experience Mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges of activating people in that way as we age and we think, you know, our loved ones go into aged care, we discount where that person's come from, their life experiences, what they bring into aged care. And I think I've learned so much from my residents that have come into aged care. They all come with different occupational histories in terms of interests. So I think it's really important that we actually respect that aspect of that person and also then look at how we can support them and engage them in areas that are meaningful for themselves for them and then looking at tailoring activities that support and give them that sense of engagement and mental well-being. What kind of things are offered at Montefiore that touch on that holistic view of happiness? We've got physiotherapists trained in supporting physical aspects of care, whether it's if you want to work on building up your strength or your balance or if we can get you a bit fitter using a hydrotherapy pool or in a HUR gym setup or we get the residents to work with our leisure and lifestyle therapists that actually look at different activities whether you like board games versus looking at lawn bowls or other activities that we have in the home like bodgy so the leisure and lifestyle therapists work hand in hand with the physiotherapist looking at the capabilities and interests of our residents so that we can support where possible making sure that we fit the right activities to the right residents. As we age, how do we manage our physical health? I guess the question ultimately is, as we age and a lot of our systems slow down, can we still expect improvement as we... So if I can offer any pearls of wisdom, I think consistency is key in maintaining improved function. If I was to work with a 25-year-old versus a 75-year-old, I think even with a 25-year-old who's never taken any taken active involvement in exercise they'd still experience a period of time for them to work on a program before they notice positive change obviously as we age it does take a little bit longer for us to build on those improvements as we age we know that various physiological systems in our bodies slow down we also know that our immune system's not as good as it once was and we know that it takes a bit longer to get over periods of illness or injury some statistics if i were to throw some around would be that If we were to lie in bed for a week, we can lose strength at about 12% a week. And that's quite a scary statistic. So 
if anyone's had a period of illness or injury where they've been in bed for a week, you can lose up to 12% of strength. They have shown in terms of studies that that loss of muscle mass can be regained through appropriate resistance training within several weeks after that period of disuse. So the role of exercise is really, really important as we age. We often go through situations where we've either had an injury or we may have chronic pain or something like that. How can physio support pain management, especially as we age? I get asked this question a lot and if I was to say having pain is a bit like having a newborn baby in the family. Everyone's going to want to give you advice and their pearls of wisdom. I think it's really important that we take every piece of advice with a grain of salt. Physiotherapists are trained in providing holistic evidence-based pain management and treatment options. And it's really important that you speak with your therapist rather than trying to listen to everyone and their suggested remedies. They say knowledge is power. And I'd also like to impart that sometimes a little knowledge doesn't give people the full picture. And that can in itself be a bit dangerous. And that's why most GPs hate when their patients Google everything and try to self-diagnose and treat their ailments. I think it's really important to find a therapist that you can trust that really understands you and who you are. So I'd like to really reinforce that each person is unique. And I think there is no recipe or a one rule fits all kind of scenario. So it's really about tailored care. And when it comes to pain management, physiotherapists are specialized in the management and treatment of what we call musculoskeletal pain in relation to joint and muscle pains. So whether it's an acute injury where you've had a fall in the garden or recovering from back surgery and you need to get yourself in a state where you're ready to go on a six-week trip to Europe, it's really important that we can actually work on a treatment plan to support you in achieving that goal. When you're managing pain, and especially as you age, the recovery may take a little longer. There are things that you can do with your body in the recovery, post-operatively, for example. Are there any things from a mind point of view that can help in pain management? We often like to over-catastrophize and really try to think of the worst case scenario. So I think that's really important that you actually set yourself with a really good team of professionals, whether it's with your specialists, your GP, with your primary care clinicians like your physiotherapists, and we can support and guide you in your recovery process. So whether it is after a hip operation or after a knee replacement, I think that's the most important thing to start with and then we can guide your journey in terms of what goals you're trying to achieve and get you there. The philosophy's changed in recent years that mm-hmm. after an operation, for example, you're mm-hmm. straight up out of bed. There's no that sitting is there. Very much so. So gone are the days where we left you in bed for the dangers of actually staying in bed leads to worse long term outcomes. So it's about as soon as you're you're ready to go, stable from a blood pressure perspective and from a meds perspective to keep you comfortable the importance of early mobilization and getting you on your feet. That's where we step in and really help you on that journey. Why is hydrotherapy such a useful technique? Hydrotherapy pools are different from normal pools in that we try to keep the pools running about 33 to 35 degrees. So it's not like your local pool and it's not like a sauna where it's stifling hot. There's very specific parameters also with the water chemistry. So the idea is that in that water environment, your actual body is not losing or gaining heat. So your body isn't being taxed from a metabolic perspective. And also in that water environment, you're a bit more of a weightless environment. So you can actually do a lot more in that medium and the physiotherapist will support you in trying to either work on walking to try to improve your different joint mobility and also supporting your general overall well-being. So trying to keep you moving in that environment. 
So the, the apparent weightlessness actually means you can do a lot more. Yeah, and sometimes it's actually interesting that people overdo it in the pool and then suddenly feel, oh, you know, feeling that ache in that muscle where they haven't felt in years. And that's where it's really important working with our team to re- really support you. As we age, what kind of activities would you encourage? So I think it's really important if we think about activity or exercise in two aspects so whether it's incidental exercise where you might be engaging in physical activities but that's whilst you're doing something else whether it's your gardening you're washing a car or you're putting the washing on the line so where you're actually getting involved in movement and there's also intentional exercises so your traditional you're set on traditional exercise modalities such as walking going for a swim cycling things like that so any movement is good movement but also with the caveat that you know if you are experiencing pain or other limitations it's really important to work with your primary care clinician such as your doctor and your physio the lessons i'm getting from you here henry is that it's it's important to keep active but as you age have a health philosophy follow the advice but also you got to push yourself a little bit with your body but i think the mind's also a pretty powerful mechanism focus of achieving a goal that's really really important and we've all had friends or even through our personal experience tried something but given up because it got too hard so i think it's really important especially as part of active aging when we try new things and i do appreciate as they say variety is the spice of life and it's really important to find something that you resonate with and an activity that you enjoy. I myself was recently listening to a podcast. It was about a researcher that's looking into happiness. His name is Declan Edwards, and I really encourage you to look him up. He came up with a framework of how do we support people to make long-term lasting change. He came up with a five-step framework, and I think it's really important. So first part of his framework was vision. So we really need to be clear on what change looks like for us and why is it important to us. So what does it mean to be a healthier version of me in reality? Is it that I can walk around the block without feeling breathless and needing to stop after every 20 meters? The second part of his framework was around knowledge acquisition. So I know there's great resources out on the internet and there's specialists that can help guide you on our journey, but it's also, we may feel a sense of accomplishment when we're acquiring this knowledge. But the most important thing is that we actually need to put it into action. This does change over time, so it is really important that we keep building on our knowledge base as circumstances change. The third part of his model is around implementation. So the biggest hurdle for most of us is taking that first step and being held back by fear of the unknown. I myself personally call this the analysis paralysis trap where we kind of overanalyze and don't want to take that first step in case we get something wrong. It's really important that we surround ourselves with the right team of professionals to help us on our journey of active aging and be there to answer our questions and guide us of even where to start. But what they've also said is that once we take that first step, momentum will actually help perpetuate that change. Another part of his model was around reflection. So we actually really need to continue to engage in self-analysis and actually check in with ourselves and whether that goal still remains true and matters to us. Are the actions that I'm taking working and getting me closer to that goal or do I need to actually do something different because I've kind of gone off path? And that leads into the fifth step of his framework, which is around pivot or persevere. So we need to think, am I progressing into the right direction or do I need to make slight adjustments or do I just keep working through it to get to that end goal? I think that's really important as a framework. If I just recap vision, knowledge acquisition, implementation, reflection, and pivot or persevere. So it's a really great framework. 
I'd like to thank Henry Chien for his time and sharing his vast experience with us all. Golden Voices is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, in fact, wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review us. Let your family and friends know about this podcast. In our next episode, we'll be talking to the residents of Montefiore, Hunters Hill, about moments in history that have really influenced their lives. As Beth from Montefiore, Wallara says... I mean, I think a great sense of humour gets you through anything. Thanks for listening to Golden Voices. This podcast has been produced by eTales.com.au. That's www.etales.com.au. 